choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? This is Kels at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking Kels Radio. I'm back. This is episode 157. What up, what up, what up? So, shout out to everybody who uh, gave me uh, comments and feedback on last week's episode. I guess a lot of people could relate. Um... Yeah, so thanks for that. And I, I mean, I wasn't even telling y'all to half. I condensed it down to, like, the major points. It was way more stuff I could have said. But that was um, the, the gist of it. All right, so um, adding on to that, last week's episode was wild long. This was not going to be, tell y'all right now, because ain't a lot to talk about, um, to be honest. But it's just, and um, I can't, I don't have all day to be talking to y'all this week. Alright, so, let's get started. Yours in negritude. And it's going out to Ocean's 8, and I'll, I'll give Rihanna a separate one, but it's going out to Ocean's 8. Yo, the joint made, they said it made more money than all the other Oceans that came out. I think I think last time I checked it was $41 million. Um, It's still climbing. Yo, it's a good movie. It's a cute movie. It's, um... I like the Oceans franchise, but I feel like sometimes they do the most with, like, the trick- trickery and the angles and this, that, and the other one. This one did not. And, but it did have, like, trickery in it, but you don't see it coming. Like, usually, you can see, like, alright, he probably gonna do this and he probably gonna do that. You know, you, you can figure it out. This one, the, the the heist that they planned was so dope and so intricate and set up so well that when they hit you with the, the twist, you ain't even see that joint coming. And it's funny because when I was when I watched the movie and it's just one part that kind of um, foretells a little bit. And I remember during that part, I wasn't even like thinking it until and then when it occurred, I was like, ah, oh, of course, right. So it was really good. I mean, all the all the performances were awesome. Rihanna was great. She played a hacker called Nine Ball. She did it really well. Um, that Aquafina, I guess everybody knows who she is. I ain't never heard of her in my life. That was the first time I even ever saw her. She was good. Everybody was really good. Um, Kate and and Sandra were excellent. Everybody in that movie was good. Everybody played did their part. It was a good job. Um, Second thing I want to say is yours a negative to Rihanna. Rihanna's a movie star. Now I didn't ever see that um, Battleship movie she was in. I heard it was terrible. I, ne- I didn't see that. Um, I saw her on Bates Motel. Thought she was good. Um, I, oh, she was really good in well the part she played. What I'm trying to say is Rihanna is a movie star. Okay, when when we were in the theater and. Rihanna came down the stairs in them red dress. Several people in the theater gasped. And I saw on Twitter and other places, some, one lady was like, um, at least three people screamed in my theater when she came on the screen in the red dress. This is a superstar. When she, when she appeared on that screen in that dress, she's a movie star. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in a lot more. Um, it was kind of like, if y'all old enough to remember when The Bodyguard came out, 
And everybody was like, I mean, we knew Whitney was a star, but can she be a movie star? And that first scene where she's on the screen, and everybody's like, and, and Kevin Costner actually talked about it at her funeral. When everybody's like, oh, okay, yes, she's, she can do this. It was similar to that when Rihanna hit that red dress. But um, y'all should go see it. It's really good. It's a great heist movie. It's, 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 it's really well acted, well played out, well um, scripted. Because I was kind of wondering, like, how they gonna get all these people to like play in this movie? Um, I mean, like, how's it gonna work, right? All these moving parts, all these different actors. How's it gonna work? It worked really well. They tied it into the other Oceans franchises really well. They set it up for another one. So basically, Sandra Bullock plays um, Debbie Oceans, who is um, George Clooney's character's sister. And so at the beginning, you know, they're like, "Are you sure your brother's even dead?" She's like, "No, not really. He has a crypt." And she goes to it. She's like, you better be in here. But she's like, but I really don't know if you're in here. So she's been in there for five years. She was in jail for five years because she got set up by some dude. You just got to see it. It's really great. And sidebar. So before I saw it, I went to see it on Saturday. And I was seeing little tweets and Twitters here. People saying, oh, my God, this is like a um, let's chip um, uh, Sandra Bullock and Kate. Um, so Sand, um, in the movie, Sandy's character is named Debbie. And Kate Blanchett's character is named Blue. So it's Debbie and Blue, right? And they was like partners in crime. And so I see little people tweeting like, you know, making the lesbian jokes. Like, oh, this is a great couple. And, and other people like, oh, not that there's anything wrong with it. But like, every, like stop trying to make it like it's a lesbian movie because it's not a lesbian movie. So I saw those tweets and I'm like, okay, but I want to see it. And they're right. It is not a lesbian movie. But... I was getting lesbian vibes from the from that relationship. I got the impression, and y'all go see it, and y'all let me know if I'm tripping. But they seem kind of couplish, like not that they were. They seem like they had a history, not just as a team, but like as a couple. And it seemed like it was on purpose. And if it wasn't on purpose, then Kate and Sandy just got really good energy. Because I mean, they looked they looked like they had a past, like they had, a, and even in the movie. They, I feel they kind of left it open that maybe they did the way she referred to her when she was telling the story. Like, y'all watching, y'all let me know. I feel like they were trying to imply in the movie that they had a relationship prior and maybe still did. I don't know. All I know is when Debbie got out of jail for five years, Blue was the one there with the car to come pick her up. And they just picked up like, you know, it left off. And um, so I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe these people not really just tripping. Maybe I mean I kind of, I kind of got the, that feeling too, and I and I got the feeling it was on purpose. Like I got the feeling that the movie, not that they were pushing it, but like they were like, they were like let's let's put this little plot line, let's put this little implication in there and let it go. Like I mean I, I picked up on it, but y'all y'all seeing it, let me know if y'all if I'm tripping. All right, shout out yours and number two, Ocean's Eight, Rihanna's a movie star. Um. Oh, so last week when I was giving y'all um, recommendations, I, I said there was one I forgot, and it was. So, and this one ain't gonna be for everybody. I'm telling y'all right now, it's it's almost not for me. But I have started watching. I kind of got hooked. So y'all know I'll be on YouTube watching a little YouTube series because I mean, you know, you find good stuff on there. Easter Ray started on YouTube. I watched Awkward Black Girl on YouTube, and look at her now. So you know, it's, you can find good stuff on YouTube. It's you know, um, but there's a show on there called Chasing Atlanta. And it's about a group of guys in Atlanta, gay guys, trying to chase their dreams. Now, 
I, I, again, it ain't for everybody. I like it because of the personalities, but you know, I don't know. So everybody, I don't, I don't know why it's like working a job nowadays is like a bad word, like a bad word. Like if you work a nine to five, you ain't living and you ain't a boss. Everybody in this joint, in other words, has got to be a boss, and they're a boss and they got a business. Look, if you can get, get your business going on the side, make money on your own coin, God bless you. That's everybody's dream. But some of y'all really just need to work. Like, some of y'all, like, all these ideas ain't ain't the best. And, like, it's okay to, like, have a career and, and be excellent at that. But I just like it for the personalities. I think it's funny. Um, there's a, a few of the characters I really don't truck. I, I just don't. Um, it's a lot of drama, though. Like, niggas say dykes have drama. And we do. But these gays, it's just they can't go nowhere without arguing. And I think it's because a lot of them are insecure. So a couple of them I feel are really childish. One I think is kind of slow. The one Akeem. I think that dude is slow. Um, he just don't seem to pick up stuff that everybody else do. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give that that joint ain't gonna be fair, but if you don't don't worry about it, if you don't watch it, I'm just letting you know. Um, I kinda like it. Um so today Nicki Minaj had her little um I haven't read it, but I guess she's on the cover of, not I guess she's on the cover of L I don't know if it's June or July ish, I guess it's July. I don't know, whatever. She's on the cover of L. She's in an article in there. And the article's a disaster. Long story short. I haven't read the whole thing. I've read snippets. I probably won't read the whole thing. I'm not a Nicki fan. I've never been a Nicki fan. Nikki got a couple verses that are hot. She got a, a, few, a, a looking ass nigga. A couple songs that I like. Not nearly as many as y'all give her credit for. The monster verse is dope. Um, it's a couple other ones. But I've never been a Nicki fan from the gate. I thought... Um, I thought her on that fake bisexual shit was corny. Um, I ain't like the way she did Safari. I mean, you know, break up with a nigga if you got to break up with him. But you don't got to play him publicly like that. Um, somebody that you knew enrolled with you by your side from high school. And she just seems like, just over time, she just doesn't seem like a pleasant person. She's always playing the victim. She always coming at the other artist. She can't, you know, she just got a hater spirit. She got a hater spirit. And I just don't rock with hater spirits. And so in this article, you know, Nikki then came out as bisexual and eat my ass like a cupcake and all of this and all of that. But now that, you know, the number one um, hot artist is, you know, a former stripper. Now all of a sudden she in the magazine and she talking about how the Instagram girls and this selling sex and keep your legs closed. And she did like incredible mental gymnastics trying to talk about how what she does. She wants selling sex. She was selling an image but these other girls they actually selling sex like we just <coughs> she sounds crazy she sounds like a hater cardi and these young girls clearly have her shook um since i don't know what to tell you you went on an eight-year run everybody was trying to tell you during that eight years you know you ain't gotta be such a hater and calm down and like you know why don't you collab with somebody else but you wanted to all you bitches is my sons and then you know you safari had said he was writing your punchlines and when he said that i didn't believe that i was like i really didn't believe it i thought he was just being a, a salty ass nigga but since he left your shit has been subpar and you don't have the your, your rhymes don't have the punch that they used to so i think it's clear and we've heard him rapping and he he not a rapper he can't rap that great but he does have we can hear in his raps that he was the one giving me the punchlines because he don't have the delivery that you have he don't have the charisma and the, and the ability to deliver the, the the verse the way you do but he has those lyrics and you can hear and when he raps that he was the one dropping a lot of them lines um 
You treated him like shit and just played him out with Meek and all that. You really didn't have to do that publicly. Um, you know, he never really said anything bad about you. He never went, really went against you. The story goes, you was cheating on him with Meek, which whatever. Like, I ain't even getting into all that. But I just don't think, I don't like the way you play him out publicly for that dude and, and in front of people. When that dude been knowing you, been knowing you since you was 15 and came up with you and helped you write and, you know, was there for you. Like, you don't, you can part with anybody. You could diss anybody. But, like, you you purposely set out to embarrass that dude publicly. And I, and I just thought you was, that was just... A poor character and indicative of somebody who is a shitty person and every time you open your mouth or you give an interview it's obvious it just becomes obvious that you know you just don't seem like a nice person you don't seem pleasant um you know you don't seem somebody that somebody wants to be around you've had a, a lot of industry relationship I, another thing with the whole thing with Drake and and Meek you know I, I mean that wasn't your fault you shouldn't have got in between that I, I, I agree but like I don't know, I just, you, even your attitude about that, I would have just been like, yo, like, um, what are you doing, like, you know, that's my homie, or whatever the fuck y'all got, like, like, yo, you, do something else, I don't know, maybe you did, I just, you don't seem like a cool person, um, so you just, in this magazine, basically shut, slut-shaming everybody, and calling everybody hoes, and talking about how you, you know, you're this classy lady, and they're, they're these hoes, after you done spent your whole career on this whole shit, so, I don't know, it's, you, the girls really got you shook, Cardi got you shook, Cardi's um, one debut album is better than any full body of work you've ever put out, your albums are not great, that pinpoint was not great, you got some verses, most of your best flows are free features on other people's songs, um, and they clearly got you shook, and honestly sis, like I said, if you, if you would have just been more accommodating, and more, um, you know, not like so cutthroat, and it can only be one, you wouldn't be in this position, because when Cardi came out, you could have really embraced Cardi, and you know, we thought you did, because you, you know, finally jumped on a song, and then you started all that bullshit, and then you went on the radio, and started some more, and like, it, it extended it, and it's like, nobody's seen it for you, like, your raps have been subpar, you know, even your, like, I mean, your stands, whatever, but, like, even people who really liked you are just like, yo, I don't, these songs are not it, Chun-Li is not it, I like the other one, but I guess y'all decided that wasn't hot, so y'all stopped playing that, but, I mean, I like the old school beat, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, like, you, 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 you're carrying yourself real corny, and, you know, it's like Beyonce put you on a, so a song and, like, you lost your mind and all of a sudden you was too good for everybody and talking down on everybody and for what? You, then you, you know, <coughs> excuse me, on the tweets, you know, crying racism because so-and-so don't want to give you a sneaker deal. But we don't hear you one of the ones, like, you don't speak up for nothing. No, no, all the shit that was happening with Ferguson and all this shit and the Paul shooting, nothing from you, and not only nothing from you, you going out of the way to be rude and ignorant about it. But you, but soon as something, somebody don't want to do something for you, now you jumping on the on the on the tweets talking about racism, this or racism that. Y'all, you one of them, and I, I don't like y'all like that. Like y'all don't y'all don't be giving a fuck about nothing to affect y'all person, and y'all want to be on the tweets talking about how shit is racist. No shit, sis. Because they won't let your black ass up to the VIP. Now everybody got to march. No. No, ma'am. So, yeah. That article is a disaster. And I don't know who's advising you. You need some friends. Or maybe you got them and you just don't listen. But, like, every move you have been making has been terrible. One has been worse than the next. Like, you just... 
you're not coming off well. You, you, you're playing the victim. You on the radio sounding like Kim used to sound when she was talking about Cardi. You know, Cardi, first of all, Nikki, I'm sorry, but you're not. The, I don't know why you think you're this level of artist that people got to pay homage to, homage to, got to bend down to. You're not. Like, you're not. In, no, you are not able to shut down anybody's career. Like, you're not that big. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Cardi came out and, and, and took over because she's dope. And she makes dope music. And you was not that big of a barrier that it was all that hard for her to come down. She just jumped out right on top because you just not really like that. Like, like I don't know. Again, you got on Beyonce's, Beyonce's song and, like, you lost your mind. Like, you nobody needs to kiss your ring. Nobody, oh, if I have an artist of my stature, what stature? Like, you, your shit has been flops. Like, it ain't like if you jump on somebody's song, it's going to be a hit. Cardi didn't need you on her song. Cardi carried that whole album by herself. Because she's dope. Like, her shit sound good. Like, I don't really know, like, who's advising you. But, like, you, you come off horrible. And, like, you really, you not, this is not it, sis. This is not it. This is not it. I don't know what to tell you, but this is not it. Um, moving on. Um, so, Trump. Sorry, I'm trying to catch just like some kind of respiratory infection or something is trying to set in my chest. And I'm no ma'am, like not with summer coming. No ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. I'm got them summer colds and, and, and infections. You be having them joints the entire summer. So no, I'm not letting it sit in. Um, but it's, it's something. I don't even know. Like one day I just woke up and it was kicking up. I don't even know what happened. Um. Trump went to North Korea. I ain't really got nothing to say about that. Uh, they said the whole thing is ridiculous. And, you know, I just... Well, actually, though, today we found out that Michael Cohen is going to uh, cooperate. So, um, that's going to be something. Because, like I said, and I continue to say, I don't know when and I don't know how. But I, just, I know this guy is not going to last because he just cannot. And, and, I, and I get people's frustration. It seems like... You know, they're just letting everything go. They, I, I, they are, but I, but underneath that, I don't think they are. I think what's going on is people know the people who have been read in or see the evidence or know what exactly is going on. Know that the jig is up, and they're just kind of waiting. They want to, okay, we don't know what Mueller's going to do, but we know he's going to do something. Got all this evidence. The shit is right out there on the table, and then once he gives it to us, and you know, it's just there. Then we'll do something. I could be wrong about that. Um, I'm not this whole thing. The Dems have to take over. Look, God bless them, and if they do, great. But I'm not holding any any. I'm not putting any faith in that. I don't have any confidence in that because I just don't like. I just I feel like they're more out of touch. They're just as out of touch as the other side. Like I just don't. And you know, if they do and they come through and there's this blue wave, good, great. I mean, I think it's possible. Not because I don't. Because the people are out there. You know, people are, are marching and out there and ready. I just don't know if, I just don't see nobody addressing the hacking. I just don't see the Dems doing anything. They're out here talking about Bernie and, I don't know, I read something the other day about Obama um, meeting with the, like, top, like, I think they said eight Democratic candidates. And that'd be good because if that's the case, great. I mean, y'all should have really been doing that when Obama was in the office so that they would have somebody on the bench. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little late, but, I mean, better late than never. Um... But that's good. It can't be Bernie. I'm telling y'all, none of these old white people, it's not, no. It's not going to be them. It got to be some young, get you some Kamala um, Harris's, some, I don't, I don't know who all these people are, but 
It cannot. It's not Bernie, and do not run Bernie and Elizabeth. They don't need. If you got to lock them in a room and gag them up, that's what you got to do. Get them away from the podium. No. The future of the country is not going to be stewarded by eight, 70 or 80 year old white people. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not. We over that. We done. We on Me Too. Time's up. All of that. <coughs> we not. We not going for that. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all y'all, y'all got to go. Y'all got to go. Y'all got to go. Y'all got to move. Y'all had y'all time. Y'all had more than y'all time. It's all this youth and young talent trying to come up with good ideas, who, who get it, who are more connected with the people, who know what people want, who know what the issues are, um, who know Social Security about to run out and all that Medicaid and all that old people shit. All that shit is about to be insolvent anyway, so, you know, we, we off that. We need to talk about some student loan forgiveness and how, you know, how if niggas want to buy houses and getting out of debt and all this bullshit. And when y'all going to fucking fix these roads and this infrastructure and what about the trains and what's up with these fucking airlines? They the fucking pits. Like, it's, you know, it's, 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 we off that same old shit y'all been on. So, yeah. But I, I just don't, I, I, I just don't, I don't know when it's going to occur, but. I don't think Trump's going to make it, but if they don't get him out of there, which I think they will, I, I just don't, the chances that they're letting Bob Mueller investigate this long and do everything he's doing and not shutting him down and just to take what he's, what he presents them and not do nothing with it, it doesn't sound, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. It makes more sense to me that Republicans, they kind of know which way the wind is blowing, but they, you know, they're trying to get everything they can in, right? I mean, look. They already got this. They already stole that Supreme Court seat. They put this Gorish guy in, and they lost the gay wedding cake case. And I told y'all they would. This episode, I can't remember the number, but it's Make My Cake. Some of y'all asked me to comment on it here. I told y'all they was going to lose. I told y'all why. Um, so if you want to hear the full my full opinion, go to Make My Cake episode. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, yeah, but they, you know, so I think they're just trying to ride this horse as long as they can. We got this motherfucker in there. Let's put all this draconian backwoods, back Jim Crow shit, and we can, because we'll know what's going to happen when it's over, so let's try to get as much shit that can't be undone in here as we fucking can, um, and let's steal all the money as that we fucking can, they just reported yesterday, Jared and Ivanka that made $82 million since, since they've been in office, so, you know, that's what I think is happening, so I, I think that, uh, you know, people are just standing by, they know it's coming, they, because these people, everybody not stupid. Trust me, these Trumps, these Trump guys, loyal to Trump. I don't think they're loyal to Trump because they don't, they don't think Trump's an idiot. I think they're loyal to Trump because they know Trump's an idiot, but they can get what they want out of him. They just ask him for something, and he does it because he's a dummy. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there are some diehard, you know, people who really think this motherfucker, like really believe the bullshit. I'm sure, but I don't think that's most people. I think most of these senators and congressmen know that shit is about to, to, to fall and they just trying to, you know, they just going to stand around and wait and watch. Once it starts, I'm telling y'all, you have to watch these motherfuckers because watch how many people going to act like they was just, I mean, this starting now, I think, um, what's the guy today, Corbin is his name, I think, one of the senators, now he's really like today. Today that they announced Michael Cohen is going to co uh, cooperate. Now he kind of rationing up his rhetoric against Trump. He said shit about him before, but he's really on it today. So watch when it does start. When the dominoes do start to fall, watch how many of these motherfuckers just going to act like they were just always so appalled and always just wanted them out of there. What well, you see, the thing is. They say, what is it? Mighty is the fall or fall, whatever. When you fall, you fall far like Trump. 
I don't think he understand. When they motherfuckers come for him, he not going to have no friends. And I mean, he shouldn't because he's fucking uh, obscene in what he's doing. But the fall is going to be long and hard and I, he ain't going to have no friends. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have nothing else to say about that. Um, two clowns in North Korea made us look ridiculous, made us look stupid. And, you know, just basically gave the message to the rest of the world. Threaten to have nuclear weapons and I'll come meet with you. You know, I'll invite you to the White House. Uh, just, I will never forgive you crack-ass crackers for electing this motherfucker. Just subjecting us to this bullshit. Never. I will never forgive you for it. Not ever. Um, what else? There ain't too much to talk about that. I just, you know what, I need to go on a short rant for a minute. I don't know if y'all watch Westworld. I assume most of y'all do not. So Westworld is a show that um, HBO was banking on to like replace Game of Thrones once Game of Thrones is gone. And I guess I see they not that's not going to work now because they, they just announced that they're going to do a spinoff for Game of Thrones. It's going to be like a thousand years before the current era back in the, the Age of Heroes and a lot of the shit that Daenerys be, you know, referring to occur. Um, because Westworld is trash. I watch Westworld because my new fave, I told y'all, well, not my new fave, Tessa been my fave for a minute, um, but she my extra new fave now that I found out that, you know, her and Janae might be an item, pretty sure they are, um, or on again, off again, something, um, so I watch it for her, because she's in it, um, but it's a horrible show, like, it's, it's a chore, to watch, it's one of them shows, I hate this show, like, ever since, what was the show, Lost, or, I don't know, I feel like there was one show that set it off, but, like, these shows, they try to be so super, um, cerebral, and so super smart, and have all these angles, and what is going on, the plots, and the plots, and the plots, but some of y'all, like, some people do it really well, but some of y'all just do too much. You do the most. And it's like you're trying to be super clever. And it makes no sense. And Westworld is one of those. Like you're doing too much. There's a story within the story. But within the story. And it's always a twist and a turn. And the time. What time are we here? What we now? Like uh, it's too much. And I hate, hate, hate it. Because shows like that. You always get these dummies. That want to show how super smart they are. And oh my god. It's such an intelligent show. And it's so layered. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's just. It's. It's. Convoluted. And the plot is all over the place. And they just keep introducing new shit. Without tying up other shit. And it's just too much. Like they're doing too much. Like you think you know what's going on. But you kind of don't. And then they have this plot. And then now here come this, and oh my god, here comes some new players, and they, everybody that comes in the in the show got third, three different, you know, versions of whatever the fuck is going on. Like it's too much. Watching is a chore. I don't know how much long it's gonna last. I, I don't even care about it. Like I watch it just really at this point to see, okay, what's gonna be the ridiculous thing they do this week? You know what I mean? What like what's gonna be the plot twist this week? So this week, if you watch it, you know, like um, there's been this native tribe that has been kind of riding in the scene. They took um, Tandy Newton's character's daughter, and they keep showing up at, at times, and everybody's afraid of them. And again, like I said, you could tell, just the way the show is, okay, must be something with these, these natives. They're trying to... You can just tell the way the show is, you just know, all right, this is going to be a whole nother story. Like, nothing happens. They don't ever have anything in it that that's just doesn't have a meaning, which is fine. 
but they do the most because every meaning has another meaning, has another meaning, has another. They just do too much. So you know that these natives going to have some purpose, but you just don't know what it is because they keep riding through. And clearly, there's some reason for it. They're dropping little breadcrumbs. So clearly, there's going to be something with them. So last night or Sunday night, we found out what that is, like what, what they've been up to. And it's just like, it's a lot. And I'm just, I, I'm watching because I hate... I hate starting shows and not finishing them. I say that, but I got so many on Netflix that I start and don't finish. Because Netflix has some terrible shit. Like, y'all got to stop rating everything on Netflix five stars. It ain't all five stars. Um, but, I, you know, I hate starting things and not finishing them. So, I just watch it every week just to say I watched it. But, like, oh, my God. Like, it's y'all doing too much. I don't know how much. I don't know how long this can last like this. Um... Claws is back, and yo, Claws started out with a bang. Like, Claws, they're not fucking around this season. The um, Russians have taken over. Des is working for the Russians now. They're trying to figure that shit out. Um, uh, that's good. Queen of the South still hasn't started yet. I told y'all it's on Netflix if you want to catch up with it, though. Um, Snowfall, which I talked about before, comes on FX also. And it's about, like, the rise of crack. Um, that starts in July. That's really good. And I told y'all about polls. Hopefully, y'all watch that. Um, oh, and I found out the World Cup starts. The kicky ball starts. Um, I don't know. I've been trying to watch and learn soccer for my whole life. Still haven't. Um, probably won't. I pretend like I'm going to watch, you know, this kicky ball. But the U.S. team. I watch the women's because I know the women's team is usually good. And so, I'll watch their final match. But, you know, I ain't going to watch it. But I pretend like I do. Like, during kicky ball season, they always have all the little kicky ball. You go on the bars and stuff, they be having the little kicky ball games on this TV. And, you know, people be rooting for their country. I don't even understand. People be rooting for, like, the randomest country. I can't watch no sport where y'all just, like, you be like, who you voting for? Oh, Cameroon. Oh, you from Cameroon? No. I just, like, what? Do we even been there? No. I just, like, I don't understand. Like, it's no rhyme or reason to, like, who they vote for. Like, it'd be Mexican people. you be like, oh, you vote for Mexico? No, I'm voting for Argentina. Like, what? It doesn't make no sense. Like, I just can't. I can't. So, but it's on. So, I don't know. I, I, I think the men's team, I know the U.S. men's team is trash. Um, I don't know who's good. I should Google. I usually just say Brazil because I feel like they're always good. Um, yeah. So, shout that out. Um, won't be watching that, though. But, I mean, basketball is over, so... And I mean, I ain't, I don't watch baseball on TV. I'll go to like a good, a good. Um, I'll go to like a Phillies game. I don't like going to the Yankees games because you know them bridge and tunnel people get on your nerves. Um, but yeah, kicky ball. Um, all right, y'all. So look, I ain't too. Much. I'm trying to think of anything else to say. I talked to y'all for almost two hours last week, so this episode is gonna be short. Y'all just have to understand. Um, not a lot went on this week. I feel like there is something I'm forgetting. I wrote it. I write, wrote most stuff down, but oh, uh, nah, that's not really. Um, oh, so the other movie I'm gonna go. I was so my plan when I went to see Ocean's Eight was I was gonna do two, two for because uh, that new movie Heredity, Heredity, yeah, that came out the scary movie is getting all these good reviews. So I was gonna go see that, but I couldn't do it. Like I was like, eh, I ain't got another day to sit in the theater. But maybe I'll go see that this weekend. Uh, but it's getting really good reviews. It's supposed to be really scary. They're like, yeah, this is like a reset on the horror genre. This might be like the 2018 version of The Exorcist where like just starts out. Um, I like really good scary movies. I like really good horror movies. Not slasher so much. Horror. Like scary movies. Movies that are 
that have good plot and good acting. I've done shit, but are that also that are also scary. So um, I'm gonna check this out, this one out um, and see. Hopefully, I can get it at 84th Street. I tried to get Ocean's Eight at 84th Street, and that shit was sold out all weekend. I guess when you're the only theater in New York City, where you can put your feet up. It bees like that, but usually when I go see other stuff there, I'm, I'm able to catch it. Um, yeah. All right. So. That's it, y'all. This is about uh, half the time of a normal one. This is episode 157 of Thanks for Asking. Um, I don't know what the name of this is going to be. I have no idea. I will post. I will name it by the time it's posted up. Um, again, shout every thanks everybody for listening, everybody for retweeting, everybody for shouting me out, um, enjoying it. Um, thanks. Continue to like me, rate me, all of that. Um, the podcast emails thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com if you want to send me anything or you can always hit me on my twitter at kmgz and um yeah that's it so i will see y'all next week with a regular length episode peace